1: What a game, ladies and gentlemen, what a game, what a game by your Phoenix Suns. They win the game 115 to 114 at home against the New York Knickerbockers. And although it appeared that all was lost and they would not win this evening, there was one guy he, who decided, you know what, we're winning tonight, Matthew. We're winning this game. And that man's name was Cam. I've got a big Johnson. <laughs> Let's go. That, that's his
2: name. We've been searching for it for forever. I'm still shaking, rocking back and forth from this one, dude. I I just can't believe it. After just a splendid night all night long from Cameron Johnson, we knew he had it in him. I think uh, Flex just tweeted out, you know, a blessing in disguise. He would never have this opportunity really if Chris Paul and Devin Booker were playing mm-hmm. and it really is i mean it's like who do you go to you go to the guy that carried you the whole night and it, even if it's a bank shot it doesn't matter man
1: That's hey
2: i can't I believe care. they fucking won this game <laughs> i, 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 I really can i really can't you game. know
1: and, and there's definitely a lot of things i mm-hmm. want to talk about on this edition of the sun's jam session podcast uh so yeah. a rant or two that i might go on oh about, i'm right there with you yes you know there's some definitely some disappointing mm-hmm. things you know primarily the fact that we beat the Knicks by one. And this is a team that's won, what one out of their last 10 games. Uh, but without your all-star backcourt, you need players to step up. And we saw those those players step up. And the, the guy who did it, obviously, above all else, was Cameron Johnson tonight. So uh, definitely plenty to talk about on this edition of the Suns Jam Session podcast. We thank you if you're joining us live on YouTube. If you happen to be listening to the podcast later, we thank you as well. This is Sun Central, and you've made the right decision by coming and joining us here. Uh, If you happen to be watching on YouTube, please subscribe and massage that thumbs-up button the way that Cameron Johnson massaged the ball all evening long while you're here. Uh, You can become an elite Jamster by clicking the Join button or following the link in the description. Feel free to donate to the show via the Super Chat so we can use it to get Matthew a Cam Johnson jersey. Leave a five-star review if you happen to be listening <laughs> on Apple Podcasts. And you can follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter. You can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. And you can follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm Matthew, let Matthew, please tell me. you, you got to be popping a bottle of champagne or oh. something tonight, right? I mean, your boy showed up and showed out. It's got to be a bottle of – you're popping bottles tonight. I know it. I can just S- feel it.
2: Something more – a little bit more special. I say this for a special occasion just like tonight. A Tiny Diet Coke.
1: Ooh, look at That's that. what we're going to do tonight, dude. Adorable. I have yep. a large Coors Light. Oh, okay. there you go. So, <laughs> All right. Pop them if you got them, Suns fans. We definitely earned this one tonight. And let's talk about this fantastic <clears throat> victory for your 51 and 12 Phoenix Suns. Yes, your Phoenix Suns played the New York Knicks on their last game of, I believe, a five-game homestand. And this one, Matthew, is simply going to be referred to as the Cam Johnson game. But it still brings up a question. Matthew, I got to ask. Matthew, I got to ask. When Julius Randle... And Cameron Johnson got into a kerfuffle, if you will, in the third quarter. (laughs) Did you think that this would be the result?
2: Uh, You know what? It was the one thing that kind of turned the game a little bit. I think when it happened, I expected the Suns to come out with more firepower. And Cameron Johnson had the opportunity to hit a couple wide-open threes to really just bring the house down. Uh, It didn't really happen that quickly. But when when the when they did were fighting, I thought it was the best defensive play really of the night. You have to. Last pod we talked about the Knicks and how they have a temper. That's Julius Randle. Julius Randle has a temper, and the best thing that Cameron Johnson could do tonight, and I don't know if he did this on purpose, but we all know he has a a very high IQ, basketball IQ. So you can't stop Julius Randle for some fucking reason tonight. I know he's their number one, but it's the one guy you really want to stop. So what do you got to do? You got to push him in the back. You got to do something to get him going. And that's all it took. Maybe there was some stuff before we didn't see. But Cameron Johnson was very, very smart to do that. Say something to him. Just egg him on a little bit more. And then you know that he's going to come back at him with the push. He planned it all out. I feel like he did. I feel like he did this on purpose to get him thrown out of the game. Because for some reason, we just couldn't stop his ass.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Whenever we play... Can or uh, Julius Randle, outside of the last time that we played the Knicks. The last time we played the Knicks, the Phoenix Suns held Julius Randle in check. I believe he had nine points, but he is a physical player who somehow some way tends to get away with a lot of his physicality. I don't know what it is, uh, but Cameron Johnson was definitely perplexed early in the game as right off the bat. Once he entered the game, Julius Randle dropped his left shoulder and put it right into the chest of Cameron Johnson, uh, which literally knocked the wind out of cam. I mean, Cam went back to the locker room and I was worried. I was just like, Whoa, what's going on here? Like we've all had the wind knocked out of us at some point. And when it happens, it's like, you just need to get up and walk around. So him going over to the bench made sense. And once he was back to start the second quarter, I was like, okay. And then the physicality continued. And we all know Cameron Johnson as a laid-back guy. I mean, you and I were even commenting on our last podcast how in their last game against the Portland Trailblazers, we saw him celebrate a little bit, and his version of celebrating was just holding the three-point pose for an extra second and turning around and running down court. Mm -hmm. That's Cameron Johnson. That's what he does. That's one of the things that makes him appealing as a fan is his lunch pail attitude and the way he approaches the game. But you could see him continually starting to get fired up about the physicality that was being permitted by the referees when it came to his uh, game against Julius Randle. That third quarter uh, was massive for Cam Johnson because not only just prior to that altercation was the moment that I truly missed Chris Paul and Devin Booker. We we were giving up a a 10-2 run. To the Knicks and they were up six points at that at one point and Cam Johnson hit a big three that kind of took the Suns out of that offensive uh, rut if you will and that's where you're, you're going to miss Chris Paul and Devin Booker you missed them both in clutch time tonight Cameron Payne as well as he played and as well as you know we will definitely talk about his game tonight was a little discombobulated in that last 5 minutes and ultimately Cam Johnson saved his ass by hitting huge threes. But you're right. The best defensive play of the game was Cameron Johnson just saying, "You know what? I've had enough. I've had enough of you Julius Randle throwing your elbows in my chest, doing all of these things." So and, and again, I'm okay with the physicality, but I'm yeah. I'm very excited that Cam- that Cameron Johnson decided to say, "You know what? Enough is enough." Fuck you, Julius Randle. that's exactly what he did. And Julius Randle went through the referee to give one more extra push. And ultimately, that's what got him kicked out of the game. And you can't tell me that the Phoenix Suns beat the New York Knicks tonight. And by Knicks, I mean kicks, because that's what it says on the screen right now. The New York... <laughs> <laughs> the New York kicks. <laughs> it's funny, Matthew. We got to work on your grammar. Last time you wrote you know it... You, said, I just, you know what I just downloaded? What I got you download? Grammarly. You-
2: Grammarly. Okay. For it. it helps you actually spell, read all that good stuff. I missed it. Well, you, could, you missed it school. there.
1: You missed mm-hmm. it right there. Last podcast, uh, I I checked it before we went on. It said Sons, whatever the final score was, Blazer, whatever the score was. Oh, I was like, really? Oh,
2: I don't know we- how that happens. I just I don't know. I just must black out or something. <laughs> Who knows? You just get <laughs> you thinking- give up halfway through. But Karen, yeah, go ahead. I do. You know, that's just everything in my life that's speaking of blacking out that's basically cameron johnson like going to the bench i feel like when a guy like julius randall's coming towards you like that that must freak the shit out of you dude like i don't care who you are but cameron johnson of course is a big dude but julius randall's a very scary man you know we always talk about we have that award of who you wanted to to fight someone in an alley you know we always talk about that it's julius randall dude i know it's like the fake soft kind of guy someone just mentioned that in the chat but it, I guess he is, but when he, the way he looks now and how intense he's been this year, it's a guy you don't really want to fight. And he was even saying, I'll F you up, I'll F you up. And Cameron Johnson, like, you have to be shaking your boots a little bit because it's like his first altercation really in the NBA. So I'm glad he did it, man. I'm glad he did it. And it's the thing the Suns needed. I didn't think it really helped Cameron Johnson that much more. But it just showed like just that effort he's given tonight. It's just it's one of those games where you could have almost just thrown away because the Knicks hit almost an, on, on every cylinder offensively, and they were hard to start. Even R.J. Barrett, Barrett very difficult to stop tonight, man. And I just how? I think that and why I, I know exactly. I don't know how and why. And someone said in the chat too, and I should probably start bringing these up when I see them. But. they <laughs> – I mean, we're lucky that they won this game because there's a lot of slander that this can go is... around DA's way and defensively
1: oh, and it will again. And it yeah. will. You've, you've come to the right place, Jam- Jamsters. If you want to hear some shit talking about DA, we're definitely going to get to that part of the podcast yeah, at some wait. point. Uh, because, again, now now I'll preface everything that we're going to say tonight with something that I noted when I knew that Chris Paul went down. There's going to be games where we're going to be unbelievably frustrated with aspects of our team because what we've been used to all season isn't functioning properly, right? And that makes sense. Chris Paul is the person who makes this offense drive. If he's not there, Devin Booker has done a good job in doing so as well. But that being said, you're going to be frustrated because there's possessions that are going to be essentially wasted possessions that normally would be navigated by Chris Paul and would be successful possessions. So games like tonight are unbelievably paramount for the Phoenix Suns. We're on a countdown right now. We are on a countdown to the end of the season and trying to hold on to the number one seed. Now, if you go to a website called playoffstatus.com.com. Playoff status.com and you pick and you and you click on the NBA and you click on the Western Conference picture essentially the Suns have a 99% chance of finishing the season with the one seed but that being said a lot of different things can happen and you know speaking of different things happening you could bring in random people like so says jay who was at the game tonight how was that game dude i i
0: I, i'm not gonna lie i think i peed a little bit at the end (laughs) i was gonna ask you that oh my god like oh my god (laughs) i i don't know what else to say besides oh my god like i i was thinking maybe maybe the Suns didn't pay da last offseason because they want to max cam johnson because i Mm -hmm. like whatever (laughs) Ooh, yeah. A topic we
1: are definitely going to get he into on this pod. It, yeah. dude, what was, was it like it, in the stadium when it, he hit that shot?
0: It was nuts. It was absolutely nuts. Go check out my Twitter profile, at @so says Jay. I got a video on there, everybody. But, yeah, no, it was, it was phenomenal. And the energy in that arena, dude, was unreal the entire game. Uh, I mean, we're talking about a game against the freaking Knicks in March. And that fourth quarter was like a playoff atmosphere, you know? Somebody once told me Phoenix isn't a sports town. That person can suck it.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's you all know right. Richard Jefferson actually was talking about how all game long, man, everyone was on their feet, super loud. I don't know if that's just the thing he I does. I believe it was.
1: I believe it was Doug from Doug and Wolf, if I remember correctly, who said this wasn't a sports town. But when you go to Phoenix Suns games, it's something different. It's what unreal. was it like in the arena when Julius Randle
0: got officially got tossed? That was maybe the most gratifying ejection I've ever witnessed in my entire life. Because wow. first of all Julius Randall, huge, fake, tough guy. Okay. Mm. Second of all, how dare you do that to Cameron Johnson? Uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. Third of all, he should have had like 12,000 the first quarter, but Guthrie and his cronies, uh, you know, did their thing. But it, it, again, the, the entire game, the, the arena was just electric. The ejection, I mean, 18,000 people standing up together, waving him goodbye. I, in fact, I, I feel like it just shows that Phoenix is really a friendly town too, because we're just a bunch of nice folks, right? Yeah. Is
2: that when you peed yourself? Was that at the moment when you peed yourself when the ejection
0: happened and the I think that started, that that started. It started right right there. there? Uh, And then then the shot, the cam shot is what really took me over the edge. Oh, very cool. Right. Like I can admit that. Is that. Good sideline reporting right here. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And what caused that urination, was the fact that the suns as as outcast 49 says in the chat the suns are now 2-0 since cam johnson opened a lemonade stand so my assumption is you you had plenty of lemonade it's hard to hold it at the end of a game uh what did you think of the rebounding tonight for the phoenix suns or I, lack thereof i mm. mean
0: yeah it was not 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 great and i i'm sure i I've, I've been scrolling through twitter throughout the game and i know there was a lot of what's da doing what's going on with him and and you know what i have been since he was in like high school a huge da proponent and he was frustrating tonight he, he seemed disengaged he i don't maybe he has a bug or something he just he didn't seem like he had any yeah. he didn't have that usual pep to his step i guess you can say but look at the end of the day there, there were a lot of kind of weird rebounds too that i felt just kind of bounced a weird way the Suns couldn't get their hands on but look what happened they still won Somehow, some way, yeah.
1: we
2: feel your energy,
1: dude. Yes. Oh, dude! Like, I,
0: I, yeah. I, 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 kid you not. I thought I was gonna pass out when he made that shot. I mean, <laughs> I almost did. Oh, to be at a buzzer beater like that, man, that's
1: got to be so damn exciting. Best game of the game
0: of the year so far. In my yeah, opinion. that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know what to say about it. I mean. I didn't want to leave. It just felt so, dude. I can't believe I'm so excited about beating the freaking Knicks. But I know, phenomenal. right? I mean, <laughs> let me I mean who, who, who? No, 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 no CP, no book. Yeah, and no problem, right? Well, okay, maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, you, you still win games without your top two guys and Da kind of being there tonight. Cam and McHale, dude. Like, we can Jeez. never. Like, they, they, they have to be here forever. Like. I'm talking like even when they retire, I don't want them to move. I need them here in Phoenix until I'm at least no longer alive. That's all I ask <laughs> for. That doesn't seem like too much, right? It seems Not reasonable. at
1: all. Yeah. Absolutely reasonable. Okay. Okay. Uh, sons for life, just like you're a Sons fan for life. So, Amen, my friend. <laughs> so, uh, thank you to So says Jay. I know you're probably waiting on a, a ride, but uh, coming to you live from the Footprint Center, following yeah. one of the most epic games of this regular season. Uh, let everyone know
0: where they can follow you and such, and and. E- you can follow me on Twitter at so says Jay, my podcasting partners at Dervish World. Oh, breaking news, who's back on Twitter?
1: Guess who's back. Oh, is he back? Back <laughs> again.
0: Allow me to allow me to plug him for the first time since his return at Dan Duarte 1. Ladies and gentlemen, allow him to
1: reintroduce himself. His name is Dan Duarte. He's back. So give them all a, fo- a follow and at Fan the Flames NBA is the podcast that too, that they host for brightsideofthesun.com. So that too, that appreciate too. you coming on, brother.
0: You got it, boys. I'm going to go home and maybe sleep at some point tonight, but I doubt it. This might be an all-nighter just because I'm so jacked right now. I'm not <laughs> keeping, like, look over there. Hey. All right, boys. Hey, enjoy. Right. Love you guys. Love what you do. Keep up the good work. And I'm going to go home.
1: All right. Cheers, <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Take care. See so, ya. Yeah. You know, Justin brings up a very interesting point. And I was thinking about this today as I was boarding a plane from Sacramento, California, back to Phoenix. I'm, I'm back home for those of you who are watching, not listening. One thing that's made this roller coaster of a season exciting is the fact that we are without Chris Paul and Devin Booker, right? I mean, you and I have even said it on this podcast. The winning has somewhat been boring because it's so expected, because the Phoenix Suns are so epic in what they do that we're just ready for the playoffs. And now all of a sudden we have this obstacle in front of us. And I couldn't wait to get home. I literally walked in the door from the airport right as tip-off was starting at 8.13 local time. It was a little bit late because of the national uh, broadcast. But Matthew, do you find yourself more excited for some of these games now in the home stretch, knowing that we are going to get to see – members of the Phoenix Suns perform outside of their normal duties because we are without both Chris Paul and Devin Booker?
2: You know what? I was actually going to ask, so says Jay. I was going to ask him, like, hey, when you're at the game, because when I'm here watching it at home, I kind of forget at some times until they show Chris Paul on the side, like coaching him up. I forget him and Booker are even playing on this team just because that's how special this team is. And it's not like I forget who they are. It's just in the moment watching the game, I'm never like, God, because you brought up before, you're like, oh, if we had Chris Paul, it would be, you know, we can get through these situations better. We can end this game a lot earlier. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't think that. I kept just like, I was so in tune with this team and who was on the floor at the time. And it's funny, you were talking about, is it boring because they're winning? Even Booker talked about before he was out like they're looking for a little bit of motivation to kind of get going again because these games don't count. And he said Chris Paul will be back when the games matter, and he's totally right, yep. and that's why I put 25 bucks down on Booker to win MVP. You know, I, I splurged. It definitely is not going and then he way. got COVID, so, damn it. And then he got, well, they went one and two with him, and then he got COVID, <laughs> so if anything, it backfired totally, so it's my fault, but two games in a row winning without him, it just shows, you know, this team, even if it is just the Knicks, man, it doesn't matter because we don't have Booker and Chris Paul, and I do forget they're on the team in these kind of games, these kind of intense situations just to get the W.
1: Yeah and again I think that because of the 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 void that is left by our all-star backcourt duo being out you you get to see the blossoming of Cam Johnson and what yeah. he can do for this team when the opportunity comes for him to be somebody who is more of an offensive role you know threat and somebody who's going to carry the load in the future because again we've got plenty Matthew drinking that little Diet Coke is <laughs> you know, but but what <clears throat> we saw tonight was, you know, at times frustrating. You know, I will say this was yeah. the lowly Knicks. Uh, they were 25 and 37 entering this game on, as I mentioned at the top of the pod, a team that had lost plenty of games, nine out of the last 10, if I remember correctly. And they felt they had an opportunity to win this game. And in all honesty, they they should have. They should have won this game. You know, the, the Suns were inconsistent kind of throughout. Uh, they couldn't score, really, I feel like. You know, you had Mikhail Bridges, okay? Yeah. 11 of the Suns' first 15 points. And you know what? We got a lot of people here. Let, let, let's go ahead and let, let's give them a drop. The ward. The Warden comes out, has 11 of the Suns' first 15 points in this game. Ends with a total of 20 points on six of 11 shooting, including three of four from deep had six total rebounds and four assists. And one thing I, you know, I I appreciate his aggressiveness because it makes me feel more like he is like a young Scotty Pippen a little bit more aggressive on offense, still playing quality defense for the most part throughout the game. And he was really having these great passes to DeAndre Ayton. He was the one person who could somehow get the ball to DA in a space in which DA could be effective. You're going to need, and I said it before, I'll say it again, during this time frame. without our all-star backcourt duo, this team yeah. is going to go as Cameron Johnson and Mikael Bridges go. And those were your all-stars tonight. What did you see from Mikael Bridges, not only at the beginning of the game but throughout the entire game? And do you feel like for some reason he just couldn't stop RJ Barrett? Like what, what was? Yeah. What's up with that? I don't know. What's up I mean with- that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know i was thinking when the game started i was like rj Barrett, like what is going on with this guy is he actually going to be something or not is he going to be the g league next year those thoughts just ran through my mind well absolutely not i mean he took advantage of maybe being a little bit more bulkier than what mikhail bridges is he kind mm-hmm. of pushed his body into him a lot getting down to the rim and i think there's only so much mikhail can do even on like the last possession when they were trying to stop and rj Barrett had it um on the left side of the basket McHale had to kind of use his hand and stuff to kind of grab behind him, use some leverage. Cause the guy I think is just a little bit more overwhelming than he, maybe he thought, but I like how you're talking about. Yeah. The, the way this team goes is the way the, the wings go or whatever. you Yes. Sorry, yes. I've totally probably messed that up. It is. But then also we need DA to finish it off. And I think that um, what McHale did and what Cameron Johnson are doing, they're kind of filling the roles of how Devin Booker and Chris Paul used to like trade quarters in a way, mm-hmm. you know, first quarter book, second quarter, Chris Paul, third quarter book fourth quarter chris paul it always kind of seems like it would lean that way tonight it was just about the same way but it was mikhail bridges and it was cameron johnson and the worst thing that ever happened this year was really just mikhail just kind of just lying in his own grave when it came to his offense at certain places like he would just not do anything to go stand in the corner he would not be Intrigued, and it is ever since the Rams won the Super Bowl, really to where he brought it back and had that energy. And it's just, I feel like people always bring that up, but there's something that happened, and of course, it's the injuries and stuff, but this can't go away like it did before. I know we'll have Chris Paul and and Booker back, but there's ways where he's running the pick and roll, and like he's finding DA, he looked really good with his passes. Mm -hmm. Like there's a way to implement that into the offense when they come back and just have him be like that third option. And then him and Cam. I always thought it was gonna be McHale. And DeAndre Ayton as like the third, you know, they can share that scoring role, you know, on the on the offense. But now it's like him and Cameron Johnson. So they got to work that together to where these guys, you know, they can fill the spots whenever someone's not really doing their job like a DeAndre Aiden, because these guys know how to step up now. They know what to do in these big situations and throughout the game to really help this offense from like, you know, going completely dead. You yeah. know, they help them out just enough at certain times to get that offense back on track.
1: Yeah, no, again, when the this offense was stagnant tonight, it was either Mikkel Bridges or Cam Johnson, mostly Cam Johnson, who yeah. negated that stagnant, stagnant I don't think that's a word. They stopped <laughs> it from being stagnant. And it's going to do nothing but bode well for their confidence moving forward. What I noticed about the defense against, R.J. Barrett is Mikael Bridges did his job, in my opinion, because you look Mm at R.J. Barrett. If you were to guess without looking at the box score, do you have the box score in front of you? It's minimized. Don't look at it. Okay, I'm not. How many field goals and how many field goal attempts and how many points do you feel R.J. Barrett had this evening? All right. So I'm going to say R.J. went 11 for 15 and then 30, 30 points. I'm not sure. Okay, Just guessing, dude. R.J. Barrett, six for 26 tonight. (laughs) <laughs> One for seven from off. three. He had 20 points because he was seven of ten from the free throw line. What okay. killed the Suns tonight wasn't RJ. And, and and note in the fourth quarter, he was two for seven, or I'm sorry, two for ten from the field in that in that uh fourth quarter and two for four from the free throw line. So it wasn't RJ Barrett that was killing us and getting by Mikhail. McHale held him off far enough to where. He was missing his shots. What was killing the Suns tonight was on the defensive end. Oh, this is why you tuned in, Suns fans. I am pissed at DeAndre Ayton tonight. What killed the Suns tonight is DeAndre Ayton consistently tried to provide help defense on R.J. Barrett, and in doing so, he let Mitchell Robinson grab every fucking offensive rebound he could and pour in 17 points on 15 rebounds. The dude had nine offensive rebounds. The New York Knicks overall had 17 second-chance points to the Suns' three, okay? Unacceptable by D.A. Unacceptable performance, in my opinion, tonight. Okay, His overall stat line, his beautiful stat line, as many of the Jamsters have noted in the chat thus far. 34 total minutes, 4 for 10 from the field, 8 points, 3 fucking rebounds. When the offseason comes, Matthew, do the Phoenix Suns pay Cam Johnson or do they pay DA? Because I'll tell you what, in my opinion, Cameron Johnson's more unique than the skill set DA provided. Anybody can throw up eight and three and not try for rebounds. You look at the very end of this game when R.J. Barrett goes down, goes to his left, as he did the entire game, throws up a shot, misses it, and Mitchell Robinson tips it in and puts the the New York Knicks up by uh, a point. DA's standing six feet from the basket watching it. He's not sprinting. He's not trying to get physical. He's not just trying to do anything to impose his will. Because as my buddy Adam Stratton said, there is no will to impose. Therein lies the issue with D.A. I knew that this stretch for the Phoenix Suns with Chris Paul out and now with Devin Booker out was going to be a challenge, or not a challenge, but it was going to be the show us what you got, D.A., opportunity. He's failed in my eyes thus far, Matthew. What about you?
2: He's got nothing, and uh, honestly, I'm going to take a little – I'm gonna take a page out of a Charles Barkley's book, where he was talking about the Lakers. Hey, I'm not gonna say the Lakers' name until the playoffs, and if they win a playoff game, because we already saw in the chat when we first came on here, um, they were talking about, well, Da, he'll get up next game with the Bucks. I'm sick of hearing that, and I'm like, it makes me so mad. Where I kind of shake a little bit, just because I'm just I'm, I don't want to talk about him anymore until the games actually matter, because that's he'll step up when the games actually matter. But sometimes it's a little bit too late. You have to play these games as if, as if it's your last, as if you want to earn the money. And it's never there, man. I even talked about when Chris Paul's on the floor, it makes a difference. I feel like it does with him. I feel like he can just do whatever he wants. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know if he's sad about something. I don't know if something tragic happened to him because it looked like, like one of his puppies died or something on the court tonight. And he's exhausted. Everyone's exhausted. I'm sick of seeing him so tired and standing around, dude. And we even got, they even talked about on the, on the broadcast. Suns don't have the size to match the New York Knicks. What are they talking about, dude? The Suns, all we have is size. It's all the (laughs) hustle. D D. DA does not get his butt down when he's trying to box out. He's trying to box out with his arms. And like, you're right. He was standing there watching the rebound, just being grabbed by everybody else on the Knicks where he can get in there and just play. He was watching a ton, dude. I just, the, and he's like asking for the ball. Okay, offensively, when he's trying to ask for the ball, Cameron Payne comes up, and then he he gets down way too low, still way too low in the first half. It's like you can't throw a pass down there. They try to, it got tipped away. Mm-hmm. And then the next one, other time where he's just like, oh, give me the ball. He stands behind Cameron Payne's defender. So how is Cameron Payne supposed to give him the fucking ball? And yeah. then. Cameron Payne does the one time where he throws it to where DA is supposed to be at and it is a turnover and it's like, that's on DA. Yes. Like he's, he just, he's, he's putting his hands up in the air. Like, what are we doing to Monty when he's running down? Oh yeah. I got to, I got to set a screen. Okay. Like I'm just sick of this where we're waiting for the big games for him to get better. Cause it shouldn't be that way, man. This team needs him to always play the way he plays in the playoffs
1: at all times, especially right now. I mean, yeah, you're right. You're definitely right. I think that obviously we're, we're going to be hypercritical of him. He's a number one pick. And right now is the opportunity when he could be shining without Chris Paul and without Devin Booker, he should be the primary option. Okay. Eight points, three rebounds. He should be the primary option. Of course, it doesn't matter until we get until to the playoffs. And that's when we hope that his true form will once again, make itself known much akin to how it did in the NBA playoff run last year that put the Suns in the finals. We get play playoff DA this season. We're going to be happy. But again, playoff DA isn't somebody who dominates the game offensively. He's more of a defensive deterrent and a pest for the opposing center. And the guards who go in there with his shot to turn some things of that nature. So he definitely has a transferable skill set. The issue I have again is here we are, and here he is with an opportunity to shine. And as you mentioned, Matthew, it's his hustle or lack thereof. It's his lack of sense of urgency. The team's down ten. The team's down, one, or the team has an opportunity to stop them on defense in the last minute. And he's not aggressively trying to get the rebound or just tap it out or do something. And, again, it's it's just frustrating to see because I see what some people are saying in the chat. I'm seeing all of the, you know, he uh, we should have got some bonus and, you know, everybody got you have to stop flip flopping on D.A. You know, that's that's what we do with da. unfortunately, as you said in the last podcast, Matthew. The most frustrating thing about DA is he forces you to flip-flop on your opinion. You know, as Black Sunday says in the chat, who gave us $5 in the super chat, we truly appreciate that. He says three rebounds, three? Backup point guards get three rebounds, man. No heart, no fight in him.
2: No, it wasn't there.
1: You know, it wasn't there. And have we seen it before? Absolutely we have. But we didn't see it tonight in an opportunity when he could have done so. And don't get me wrong. Mitchell Robertson is a formidable opponent. Opponent. He is definitely somebody who, you know, what is what do they, he leads the league in offensive rebounds. But you should know that going in and go, my one goal is to just try to knock this guy off his spots. Just try to play yeah. physical. The entire New York Knicks team was playing physical tonight, and DA just seemed disengaged and didn't, didn't want any part of playing against them. And these games are super important, in my opinion, because of the growth opportunity for these players, as we saw with Cam Johnson tonight. A breakout moment. I can't tell you how many people who were in the stands tonight, who were probably casual fans, saw that game and will forever love Cam Johnson. Like he's got a whole yeah. new fan base behind him, and it could have been Da. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's missing on on these opportunities and seeing his his lackadaisical effort. You know he he's he's not dominating in any way, mm-hmm. shape, or form, and with the the opportunity, it just. It, it just frustrates me, as I'm sure it frustrates all of our jamsters who are, again, watching along live in the chat. If you are here, hit a thumbs up on the the button on YouTube or whatever. I don't care. Yeah.
2: And if you're a casual fan ever at these games, you're always going to love Cameron Johnson. Whether or not he scores 38 points or three points, he's your favorite player. And just really quick, uh, Crazy Luigi says, maybe Aiden's waiting for the playoffs. And that's the problem. You're playing on the wrong that's team, dangerous. dude. You're playing with Devin Booker and Chris Paul who take every second on the court serious. So you shouldn't be waiting for anything, all right? And you shouldn't be so exhausted after five minutes of playing. So, okay. Well,
1: and what's the dangerous part about waiting for the playoffs to turn it on? You might not be able to turn it on. We see teams it, it all the time. All the time. Never works. Yep, it never works of like, oh, okay, now it's time to turn it on. No, yeah. that, that that's not how this works. And if that's what DA is truly waiting for, that's a disappointment. And again, this upcoming offseason... The Suns are going to have a decision in front of them. You you can extend Cameron Johnson, or you can do what you did with DeAndre Ayton this year. You don't extend him because Cameron Johnson will not garner a max, but you can extend him off of his rookie deal, or you can let him sit for a year like you've done with DeAndre Ayton and choose to allow him to go into restricted free agency the following year where the market will dictate his value. And I'll tell you this, Matthew. The market will dictate his value exponentially more than DeAndre Drayton due to the fact that he is a knockdown three-point shooter who plays defense, mm-hmm. who shows versatility on offense, uh, and is just a great locker room guy. And he's a hell of a lemonade maker. Yeah, I, mean,
2: I know. You want that. And one more thing, Dave Burns was talking about when there was trade deadline, like when people are calling like four players, it's like Mikhail Bridges, nope, Cameron Johnson, nope, Devin Booker, nope, and then DeAndre Ayton, uh, let me hang on the phone a little bit longer to hear what you have to ask for. That's the difference. Cameron Johnson's absolutely no, this guy's not going anywhere, man.
1: No, with, without a doubt. And Lo Sun says this in the chat, says you can pay both. Y'all talking like you have to pay DA the max. No, you don't. You don't have to pay DA the max. The market will dictate his value. Okay. He's a restricted free agent. So, what he can do is say, I'm going to test restricted free agency based on what another team is willing to offer him. The Suns can pay him. And that's what the Phoenix Suns and James Jones chose to do. They chose this past offseason not to spend the money on DA, probably for reasons like tonight, because yeah. you don't want to pay a guy. Imagine right now if he was making max money. All we'd be hearing about in the chat is how. I mean, you'd literally be breaking down how much money he's making per rebound. It would be fucking oh ridiculous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Going to be even more so negative. In a shrewd move, they, James Jones, the Phoenix Suns, simply said, okay, you're going to be a restricted free agent. Let's say that the Clippers want to offer you $90 million next year. Well, guess what? We can offer that to you and retain you, and we can offer you an extra year that they can't because you're on our roster. So, yes, you can pay DeAndre, and you can pay Cam Johnson. The difference is, and if you know if you go look at some other teams in the NBA, there's, there's only so much money and so many guys you can pay so much money, right? So you're gonna have to find ways to make that money work. And what happens when that starts to occur? The depth of your roster starts to become like the Knicks, become like the Lakers. If we're paying Chris Paul 44 million, uh Devin Booker about 35 million, Cameron Johnson about 33 million, and now we're paying or I'm sorry, uh Mikael Bridges, 33 million. Cameron Johnson, whatever he's worth, probably something close to a McHale deal, 33 million. And DA, whatever he is, right there alone, you are at like what, 130 million, and you still have to fill out the rest of your roster, you lose your depth. The window for the Phoenix Suns is right now. It's this season because everybody has an opportunity to to operate within the confines of this roster financially. Cause next year, guys are gonna have to start getting paid. And I like the fact that we have Devin Booker and we have Mikhail Bridges locked up. You have your primary scorer and your primary defender yeah. locked up. It's like having you know your your left guard and your cornerback uh, locked up in football. Two of the most important positions outside of the quarterback mm-hmm. position. As long as he's right-handed, yeah, yeah, yeah. If he's left-handed, <laughs> <then> he's, <laughs> you're blocking in front of me, guy, and his blind side's wide open. But Chris Paul, obviously, his contract's guaranteed for the next two years. It starts yeah. to fall off the the following year after that. So again, shrewd moves by. Uh, Great comparison James. like that, and Chris yes.
2: Paul's like our Terrell Owens. You know, you just sign him for a couple
1: of years, and get this no team on track. No, no <laughs> he's not. No, he's not. Uh, let's talk a little bit about campaign in this game. You know, this was a game of the the cams. He continues to do a fantastic job facilitating this offense. Ended of the evening, although he was only six for sixteen from the field, uh, he was he put forth seventeen points and sixteen assists, a career high. Outside of a, a tumultuous, if you will, fourth quarter where he went two for eight, he still had seven assists in those in that fourth quarter, including the assist that led to the Cam Johnson game winner. What did you see from Cameron yeah. Payne tonight? And how do you feel he's doing in the absence of Chris Paul?
2: Oh, this is it. I mean, this is what Chris Paul was looking for. When he's on the sideline just sitting there, and all of a sudden Cameron Payne just comes down the court and makes this cross-court pass that is just like a Chris Paul-esque pass. Chris Paul stands up. Even though the shot wasn't made, he's like, that's that's how you do it right there. And he was doing it all game long. And like the last play of the game, when they kept showing the replay, I'm like, dude, so that's just so smart of them to just have that design. When they get the rebound, Cameron Johnson's is going to stay, he's going to stay back. And then campaigns just going to basically bring the ball barely. And then give him the ball. Like those are like the little things, you know, it's, it wasn't complete chaos. It's like three mm-hmm. seconds left. What the fuck are you going to do? Oh, wait, they already have it planned out. So he ran everything he did tonight was like the best game he's played. He yes. looked like the way he looked. Well, is like, his older Cameron Payne looked like his older, sexier, more confident brother tonight. I like the, the confidence he had and like the, the way he presented himself on the court, he just looked like a more mature player. I don't know what it is, but it's just, he just looked different. This was before, like he dished out the 16 assists. Mm-hmm. It's just the way he was holding himself on the court, the reactions, the bad calls by the refs, things he was doing, like it just seemed more mature. And I'm sure you guys probably don't understand that, whatever, but that's no, that the way makes he Perfect looked. sense. And he, he Thank God he's back. Because he almost had an yes. instance where he hurt his little, his little wrist. I'm his, sure his a little am he's wrist. wrist in, he finds a big wrist than me. He hurt his wrist. I'm like, oh, damn, dude. Like, we can't lose this guy. Because he's going to win us these games, man. It's 2-0, and oh, right? When he's back. 2-0 and oh now. Correct. Now that he's back. And, of course, we won this on a 3, a buzzer beater. But it doesn't matter. He helped us with those 16 assists. I don't think he can ask for much more from Cameron Payne as being our backup point guard.
1: No. And, you know, I honestly was thinking while I was watching this game how he came back at the most ideal time, the time in which Devin Booker went out with health and safety protocols. So we really are fortunate that he is available to play right now. And I think that the way he's facilitating the ball is something that he is doing much better. Something that I've been critical of him in the past that I think that he's to score first. Uh, But that being said, you know, he uh, the way that that, he set up cam Johnson numerous times tonight, the way that he put his head down and got to the rim at times tonight. It, it's good to see the old version of cam Cameron Payne back. Yeah. That that's how I felt. I also felt he did overplay a little bit in that fourth quarter again, two for eight in the fourth. He wanted to be Chris Paul as, you know, as, as uh, our good buddy son's geek tweeted out tonight, he said, cam, Chris Paul Payne because of those 16 assists. I mean, he was facilitating left and right, and he tried to take over offensively in that fourth quarter in the last five minutes with the game being close. And I don't know if he made one of them. You know, I mean, ultimately, it was going to be a shot that was altered by Mitchell Robinson on the Sun's yeah. last offensive possession. That could have been the the thing we're talking about Did you about
2: like that here. shot, though? I, I I like the take. I, I, I
1: like the take, but I should have thought he should. Ayton was rolling there. But, but you, but you, you have no confidence Aiden in Aiton. Yeah, a full diaper tonight. are you going to yeah. be able to trust him? No, exactly. Full diaper. <laughs> it, it, he, it like was he was slowing him down.
2: The full <laughs> he did. He was
1: waddling around. So no, I hope I, he's I, all
2: right, though. Oh, sorry, he's
1: man. all right. Yeah, he just isn't engaged. That's the issue. Okay. So, oh. so here's my question <laughs> about campaign. And I was thinking about this one. How <laughs> many teams in the NBA would Cameron Payne be a starter on? Do you think right now? Oh, about half the league, right? I mean, I think so. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, on the he, he New York
2: Knicks for sure. And that's what's—he started the season so miserable. Remember, like it just was such a bad start. But the way he got himself back together this year, and he's playing even better than
1: what he did last year in the playoffs in these last few games. Um, he had a couple amazing play games in the yeah. playoffs. I don't know if I'm going to go that, yeah. Long, but but from a facilitation standpoint, you're absolutely right.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're asking a lot from him too. Like especially without Booker being on the court, whether or not that helps. I mean, Shamit tonight. I don't. Sorry, I said his name, but he was handling the ball
1: pretty well tonight, too. I mean, well, let's talk about a little bit. Let's, yeah, you so you say it's a yeah. pretty decent Shamit game. Tell me what you saw from Landry Shamit ball handling. Uh, my boy
2: John over here told me he used to be a point guard. So when I saw that, I was like, Oh, I have confidence in this guy handling the ball. And that's what he did tonight most of the game was handling the ball, facilitating it. He hit his shots when they were mm-hmm. there. That's the Shamit we need, right? That is, it, it was good. I mean, of course, a little bit better but it was just a decent game. He didn't look so frightened with everything. And the way he was handling the ball, he just seems like he's been doing it all year long tonight. I'm not saying it was a great game. I'm just saying this was something to build on for him. And it wasn't just like, oh, you have to make every three-pointer. No, it's like do the little things to help your team, and that's what we need him to do. Because him and Juice are kind of like the same player out there where they're just missing threes. They're okay. They're doing decent on defense. And then, you know, I don't. they're not doing much else. So... I'm glad he kind of stepped away from that a little bit tonight. A,
1: a little bit. that That's right. And if, again, you look at his final statistics on the evening, he scored a total of six points on two of four shooting. Six points, baby. Yeah, that's six cool. points. Kill it. Two assists. Awesome. Two for four, as I mentioned, shooting. But both of those were from beyond the arc, and he was two for two from beyond the arc. Uh, I, two assists? I, I only wrote one thing in my notes about Landry Schammett. Um. And I'll I'll read real quick, you know, what some of the Jamsters are saying in the chat. Again, we appreciate you guys hanging out with us after this game. Uh, Jewel says, Shamit did good. Uh, Rag MMA, Shamit would need to score 6,000 points in the playoffs to make me respect him. Uh, After Mm -hmm. Tiger 25 says, Shamit's defense is why he keeps getting minutes. Yeah. And Los son says, Shamit did good, in my opinion, playing defense. The one thing that I wrote in my notes relative to Landry Shammott's performance tonight is kudos to Landry's effort on D. I will. This was a solid game, in my opinion, from Landry Shammett It was. The last game he shot the ball 12 times. He only made four. And his shot, as as we know, all, almost every time he plays, discombobulated, not in rhythm, nice release, but no consistency in what he's doing. Tonight, he really put forth some effort, in the four, especially in the fourth quarter. That one possession, after the Suns went on like a 9-0 run in that fourth quarter, the next possession coming out of a timeout for the New York Knicks was a 24-second clock violation. A lot of that was due to the full-court defense provided by Landry Schammett followed by pesky defense for the remainder of the possession on whoever had the ball, because I don't know any of those guys' names uh, on the Knicks because they don't deserve (laughs) it, especially when they're wearing black jerseys. Why black jerseys for the Knicks? looks fucking stupid. (laughs) It is kind of weird, right? Yeah. I think every team. the black once in a while but i man. guess but i don't like it it should be blue or orange or white that's it's the mm-hmm. Knicks. god damn it
2: those colors do look good but
1: again that's that's you're slowly bringing reeling me back in landry again as as rag it's mma state stated it's 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 yeah it's it's, it's gonna take bad. a lot for him i don't know to who really... holds a fishing pole like this i think you gotta grab it like that i think there so you. yeah because this is yeah, like, I, don't yeah really I don't know, know what that is like that. yeah that's Rain like that, that that's, no that's uh zico <laughs> elliott Feed me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, but you should that, get that tattooed on him. All right. Go ahead. But, but but that being said, <laughs> you know, Landry, you, you got a long way to go. Uh, you, you started tonight. You didn't costly sons a game. So I'm not going to play you the drop. You still have. He's a good dribbler. He's, he can sure dribble the shit out. of he, that
2: he dribbled the shit. He did. He dribbled the shit out of the ball tonight.
1: Aaron Holiday has clearly replaced Alfred Payton coming off the mm-hmm. bench wasn't the most solid performance from Aaron holiday as well. Uh, He did have 10 points. He did have four assists, uh, a turnover, you know, I'll ask you this. It it was definitely better than I, than I feel Alfred Payton as an Alfred Payton, apologist yourself, Matthew, do you (laughs) approve of Aaron holidays replacing him in the rotation?
2: Yeah. He's kind of creeping up there to where it's an actual replacement, right? I mean, right now we're still seeing Spurs where it's a little messy But when you're running them out there with different units, too, again, a point guard coming into like maybe a new system, who knows? Who knows a play in the NBA, right? You don't really know what they do on the court. Like, he has to learn on that shit, like, right away and then implement it into what he's trying to do on offense. And it's tough for him, I'm sure. Um, but right now, the one good play he had tonight was at and one. He got to go down. Mm-hmm. He had the celebration. He earned it. I think it's really tough for him to kind of work his way in here. But his energy, that's all you need. It's just like Bismack Biombo coming out. It's like, put that man in. Take DA out. We just need some energy up there. Some guy that's going to actually box out and, and get some boards with that energy who cares about size that's the same thing i feel like with aaron holiday like he just he has it out there and i think the team feeds off of him still and he absolutely from the time we got him from the time i was outside of my work doing the little short jam session short with my hat off i just knew he was a replacement so it's just that's what's gonna happen dude and it's already
1: been done no, I definitely think that he has replaced Elf. He brings an energy to him. I think my only complaint with Aaron Holliday is I wish he had Alfred Payton's size. I wish he was oh, a little okay. bit bigger. He kind of reminds me of like an Isaiah Thomas when it comes to size. Now, granted, much more stronger, much more physical uh, than IT, but IT could score yeah. like crazy back when he was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. he's, but he's on oh, a 10-day. He he, he's on a 10-day with the Hornets, the Horny Hornets. So good, good oh, for IT. yeah, dude. Yeah, he's he's out there hanging out with Juan's letter LaMelo ball. So, um, you know, again, I, I really think that moving forward, you'll see less and less of holiday. Once uh, Devin Booker's back and now that campaigns reinsert into the starting lineup. Uh, I think the, it'll be, a th- it'll still be a four guard rotation, including mm-hmm. Landry Shamit. It'll be interesting to see when playoff time comes, if we see Aaron at holiday at all. So definitely yeah. enjoy watching. What you see from him right now, uh, and enjoy the fact that after a Suns victory, which pushes this team to fifty-one and twelve, there's a plethora of Warriors fans in our chat talking that's, how great the fucking the Warriors best. are. Like we that's how you teams. know that you're better than a team when trolls have to show up to your podcast to remind you that their team is better, even though their team can't play themselves uh, into a victory if their life depended on it. And mm-hmm. that being said, they all voted so hard to get Andrew Wiggins into the all-star game. Now, all they do is talk shit about Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> it's just great. It, it's just, it, it, it's holistic. You yeah. know, it's just, it, the, the, the world goes around, comes around. And it's great still take I still
2: take Draymond on my team though. No, if yeah. I could take anybody from that team, I think it would be Draymond. Well, you but see of how course, he
1: is. yeah, but of course, and guess what? Without Draymond, they ain't shit. Here we are winning games without our two all-stars uh, and you don't hear us going into any Warriors podcast and think, like, man, if I can I the suns are, suns are great. Yeah, is that what we did last night? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I go
2: in under us. Uh, so says Jay.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you got people. The Wiggins is better than Booker. You know, it's like, yeah, I believe that. Give me some that guy smoking. Sure. So. Uh, I think it's time to hand out a little bit of hardware, unless you have anything in your notes that I might have missed, Matthew.
2: Oh, you know what? We do this all the time. Let me go through my notes and see if we matched up. I got my Biombo take in there.
1: I think that's a little bit.
2: Let's
1: see. Uh, the one thing I did miss on my end, uh, I got to watch the? an Orange Friday game. I'm generally traveling. I did travel tonight, but because the game oh. was late and I got an <laughs> earlier flight home, I actually got to watch an Orange Friday game. So that was kind of nice. Okay. Okay, yeah. And I haven't called you Bubs yet, so hey, Bubs, let's hand out the Jam Star of the Game.
0: Jam Star of the Game.
1: Right. Jamsters, a reminder, if you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, rate and review. And if you happen to be watching on YouTube again, subscribe, hit the bell notification and hit the thumbs up located below our beautiful faces. Helps with the algorithms. Let's everybody on Planet Orange know where the best post game podcast can be found. And that is right here on the Sun's Jam Session podcast. Matthew, is there any question who the jam star of the game is?
2: Nope, it is Cam uh, Big Johnson. That's his new nickname, right?
0: Cam, someone asked in the chat. What's his name? I've got a Big Johnson. I've
2: got a Big Johnson. It is him. Uh, And one other thing before I forget, I think DeAndre Aiden will be bench next game. I just want to throw that out there.
1: Likes, Cameron, action. Matthew coming in hot with the hot takes. I yeah, dig hot it. Takes, right. Uh, crazy. Luigi said this, and this is good son's trivia for you, uh, for you, the, uh, who are out there. And maybe next time you're at Marley's on a Tuesday night and they're doing a trivia night. It's now Quentin Richardson, Channing Fry, Aaron Baines, and now Cameron Johnson with nine threes in one game. Uh, nine threes for Cameron Johnson tonight. He ends on a scorching evening for himself with a total of 38 points, easily a career high. He was 11 for 16 from the field, 9 for 12 from beyond the arc, 9 for 12, uh, 7 for Shut 8 up. from the free throw line. And you look at how he performed in that fourth quarter, the uh, a quarter in which the Suns outscored the Knicks 34 to 21. Of the 34 points, 21 were by Cam Johnson, who went 7 for 8 from the field and 6 for 7 from deep. Unbelievable performance by Cam Johnson. One of the best performances we've seen from a Phoenix Sun in quite some time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Devin Booker has had some great offensive evenings. But the efficiency that Cameron Johnson executed this evening is unbelievable. 38 points on 16 shots. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. unbelievable it is crazy how many teams would he start
2: for in the nba every team every team other than the one that has jay crowder
1: that's 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 correct and the only reason he doesn't start is because the phoenix suns know that jay crowder is capable of what he does and and kudos to jay oh big shots tonight dude huge shot he hit that huge three uh that put the suns (sighs) Up and he also had the the four point play yeah. that they made a three point play, but he was absolutely fantastic as well. You look at how yep. Jay Crowder played uh, in the fourth quarter himself. He ended with a total of seven points. Uh, he had a th- hit a three, two for three from the field, uh, three total rebounds. He was the guy grabbing the fucking rebounds at the end of the game that actually helped. But again, yeah. Cam Johnson uh, would be starting for every team in the NBA. That's a fact, and that's why when the Suns have an opportunity this off season to extend him. You do it. He will be yeah. worth the money. If you I'm have to be, devil, be there. Yeah, you're going to show up. You're going <laughs>
0: to be I'll here. be there somewhere. <laughs> <You're> just
2: <laughs> make sure out. it happens. I'm going <laughs> to lick the ink to make sure it doesn't <laughs> make sure it's dried.
1: <laughs> like, licking the pen. He's like, get off yeah. my pen. So <laughs> but when you see Cam Johnson hit a, a shot like that, there's only one thing you can say, Matthew. And do you know what that one thing is? Uh Shazam. I was cheering yeah. like a son of a bitch in my house, and I was I had to do a quiet cheer. My wife's already in bed. The German Shepherd's in there with her. And I'm just like mm. yes, yes, yes. and all of a sudden I hear, raw, 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 raw. the dog starts barking, comes even out. on a quiet cheer. Even on a I feel quiet like, cheer. I feel like your
2: quiet cheer is like my
1: loud cheer. <laughs>
2: Bro, I am <laughs> you know I mean? am a
1: vocal son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> the great thing about this game, though, Matthew, is it was on ESPN, it was nationally televised. So And I know that East Coast is asleep, but it happened against the Knicks. Like, this will be talked about, and Cam Johnson is just going to go through the – like, this guy didn't go to the All-Star game.
2: And I here know. he is
1: going nine for twelve from three and hitting a game winner against the Knicks. Like yeah. and he has a post-game you, interview. NBA. Did you watch yeah. the post-game interview? Of course I did. That's why I was a little late uh, getting on here it with him.
2: so you. cute. He had like the little bit of the jitters and stuff, He's talking like, uh. and stuff. He's, He's like, Kim, Cam, uh. Ping, give me the ball. And er, life comes at you fast,
1: man. You're you're a superhero now. He is a superhero Cam. Cam, I've got a big Johnson. Uh fantastic. So next up for the Phoenix Suns on Sunday, Suns versus Bucks preview. Is Devin Booker going to be back for this game, Matthew? No, I don't think so. I think uh, it's the
2: Toronto Raptors. I think the last thing Flex texted it would be the Raptors game. I think that's on a Wednesday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I could probably look in front of me, but I'm really freezing and holding my hands. But, um, yeah, I don't think so. And if, what, what I'm looking for is DA's going to be benched, so we'll see how Biombo and McGee hold up against <laughs> the reigning uh, F- finals MVP, right?
1: <laughs> I tell you what, man. Th- this is... This is your scheduled loss, right? Without Devin Booker yeah. on the road in Milwaukee, there's no way I feel the Suns win this game. That that makes me sad. And that's why again, this game tonight against the Knicks in my opinion was so important because winning this game puts the Suns at 3 and 2 without Chris Paul. You go against the Bucks, okay, now you're 3 and 3, but the Suns with this win now have an 8-game lead over the Warriors. If I'm if I remember correctly, I can pull up the standings real quick, but I know that they lost as well as the Grizzlies lost. I believe it was yesterday. It was an off day for the Suns, and it was a good day for the Suns for those reasons. So this gives them an eight-game lead with 19 games to play. At the end of the day, all that matters for the Phoenix Suns is ending with that number one seed. The nice thing for the Phoenix Suns is to beat the franchise record of 62 and 20, right? Like that's what lies ahead. This team needs to win of those final 18 games. They need to win 12 of them to beat the all-time record for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. 12 out of 18 is a lot. They have a tough schedule ahead. I don't think the Bucks is one of those ones that's going to be a win. That that one is going to fall in the loss category, even though we will see some good old-fashioned holiday on holiday action. What do you think? You know what? Their schedule though too is kind of
2: tough. So I mean they have the um well they have the magic coming up after that, but then the Heat, the Raptors, the Lakers. Of course, probably the Lakers will get Anthony Davis or something crazy back no. for that one. Yeah,
1: we'll we'll beat the shit out of that team. I they hope are not. they I mean, ad. Did you they watch looked, them last night?
2: You know what? I didn't because I don't want to watch a team. That has LeBron James just give up in the first quarter? Like, I don't I just don't know what's going well, so on. I was watching about it that. for the
1: for the Clippers, man. Because that's a team we could potentially that's a face in the first round.
2: And they might get Paul George back. Who mm-hmm. knows? And I even hear Kawhi might be back. Maybe uh, if that happens, dude. Maybe.
1: Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough team. So I was watching it for that reason, and they just yeah. smoked him in the third quarter. And to your point, like LeBron James, just there's moments in that game, and I, I don't know how we end up always end. Up we talking do every pod. Yep, we do. We're just
2: like Sports Center, of like,
1: like around the horn. <laughs> we're just like yep. Things. But there there were moments <laughs> in that game where I'm like, man, I I respect LeBron for how f- how he plays, how effective he can be at his age, and how many minutes he has on him. And then you see him quit on his team, and you're like, oh yeah, that's he
2: plays yeah, like Aiden. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Inconsistent. So as you mentioned, the Lakers. Then they have the Pel. They're at New Orleans, and the Pelicans are resurgent. Man, they beat the shit out of the Jazz tonight. They're on a Lakers streak. Well, yeah, everybody beats the Lakers. Lakers. I know. (laughs) Um, Then we play the Rockets, then the Bulls, then the Kings, then the Timberwolves, who are frisky. Then the Nuggets, the Sixers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, OKC, Lakers, Clippers, Utah Jazz, and the Kings. So I mean. There is a tough schedule that lies ahead. And of our final games, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 13 of the last 19 games are on the road. That's where we play the best, right? Road Isn't Warriors it? indeed. Road Warriors indeed. So, uh, what what is your prediction for the next game?
2: I think it's going to be a loss and it sucks to say, but
1: it's just, it does. it's just, it's like, what are you going to do?
2: Huh? Tony Soprano's like, what are you going to do with this? one? Hey, all know. you're going
1: to do is you're going to end up in the first overall seed. That's all that matters. You know, forget <laughs> about it. So, yeah. you know, again, a game like tonight, unbelievably entertaining to watch. Cameron Johnson stepped up, showed up, showed out. Bang. That's what I was saying under my breath and it probably scared the German shepherd in the other room. I was like, Bang! That's loud. that's pretty Bang! loud, man. Bang. Bang! The neighbor's like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut up, John, you son of a bitch. And, you know, maybe that woke up my my wife. (laughs) (laughs) No, sorry. (laughs) She came out, she's like, what are you doing out here? I'm like, I'm sorry. Every time something good happens, you got to yell at me. This fucking bank shot. It was amazing. Mm. It's the guy my dad said he wanted to marry. Yeah. (laughs) My dad turned the game off. He missed the shot. Oh, man. He thought they lost. Well, that's why (laughs) I'm more
2: committed to my relationship with Cameron Johnson. I never give up. I never surrender with that dude.
1: That's why you'll be there. You'll be there with him. Uh, Okay, Jamsters. So we'll see you on Sunday afternoon. I believe it's a 1.30 start. So come here, Arizona time, right around 4 o'clock. Once the game ends, you know where to be right here with the Suns Jam Session Podcast. Matthew, do you have anything else you want to say before I do the rigmarole to close up the podcast?
2: You know what? No, I'm not. Okay. I mean, okay. No, I don't. Excuse me, I can't talk.
1: No, you doesn't. Well, so again, Jamsters, we appreciate it. Um, subscribe, rate, review, follow the show at Suns Jam on Twitter. Thank you to So Says Jay for giving us a live report. From Could he be our sideline reporter? He he was tonight. We should send I mean, him. Just we'll, always. Yeah, he'll always be our sideline reporter. We'll fund him to go to the game so he can report directly afterwards. We'll even send him on the road. Uh, okay <laughs> that's why we need you jamsters to donate via the super chat so we can have <laughs> so we pay says jay so we can send him to milwaukee so these last 13 games on the road we can send him there to do so uh again please leave a five-star review if you happen to be listening to this podcast on apple Podcasts, or if you're not listening and you're watching go on your little phone go to the apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review hit five stars and then write something and whatever you write we'll read it here on the podcast it's fun for everybody uh well, come on, on the God. show.
2: If you're a Warriors fan, you're a Lakers fan, come yeah, on the show. If, yeah, you know? come
1: on the show. Hit us, slide into our DMs on Twitter. We'll send you a link like we did to So Says Jay. I started the show. I hit him up on Twitter in the DMs. I sent him a link to the show. He came right on. You saw it's that easy, folks. So if you want to be on the show, slide to our DMs. Come on for five minutes. We'll talk a little bit of suns. It's fun. That's what this show's about. It's not just me mm-hmm. and Matthew being talking heads. It's you coming and joining us. It's us as fans sharing these amazing moments together. That's what makes this fun. So Just no
2: penises, though. No,
1: definitely no wangs on this one. The only Johnsons allowed on this show are Cam, okay? Cam Johnsons. <laughs> Matthew please just say go home and love your family go let's home get and out love your family get, everybody before it gets awkward okay <laughs> Matthew said it let's get out of here All right.